Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine. We invite you to join us as we take a deeper look into the stories and ministries highlighted in Christian Living Magazine. Welcome to Christian Living Spotlight. I'm Sandy Jones, the host of this show and publisher of Christian Living Magazine, a 501c3 nonprofit ministry. This show has been made possible by a generous grant that we received so that we could come to you each week and take a deeper dive into the stories and ministries you'll find in Christian Living Magazine. Joining me today, oh my gosh, we've been laughing so hard, <laughs> is Nate Wheeler. Nate is an Army Reserve Chaplain with the 814th Transportation Battalion in Boise, and his story is one of our featured articles in our just-released November-December issue. Nate, thank you so much for joining me. I don't know You're if welcome. I can keep it together. We oh, have really totally been laughing. Fine. This is great. You should do stand-up comedy. No, I should not. No, I should not. No, I mean, that would be a bad day, a bad life, bad I, night, everything bad. I don't think Andrew, our engineer today, and I would argue with that. He's, he's, he's good. Anyway, how are you? I'm doing really well. I'm doing really well. Fall in Boise is one of the best in the in the nation i love this time of year not only with just the football and leaves colors but hills and everything like this it's just a great time and it's so warm it is yeah i it's going to get cold later tonight because my son and i are planning to go hunting and it's going to get very cold it's going to be your fault (laughs) it's my fault i chose to do this that's right no one forced me into it get to live like a pauper and pay for it so that's me Yep, I'm going to live poor so I can feed my family for the winter. I get it. I'm going to spend hundreds of dollars so I can live, live poor. poor. Yes. Exactly. I've, I've lived that mile. <laughs> so I love that you mentioned your son. So you you and your wife have celebrated your 25th wedding anniversary earlier this year. That's Congratulations. Correct. That's Thank a you. milestone. Big time. Yes. So we've had, this year is actually a pretty big milestone. So in a lot of things, one was... Um, my wife and I celebrated 25 years of marriage. My oldest son turned 21. My younger son turned 18 and graduated. And then my daughter turned 16. So all these major years, I mean, we didn't plan this out 25 years ago at all. We just, you know, this way that things all happen. But we had a, it's been a really, really big and fun year for us. That's, that is incredible. That's, you know, it's so funny. We we also celebrated our 25th. And as our long-term listeners know, this is a second marriage for me, and I never, never hide that fact, but we hit 25 years, and and I'll be honest to say, at least one of our children did not realize that that was a milestone, <laughs> that that was a big thing. Well, congratulations like, really? to you, too. <laughs> so I'm, I'm impressed, but to have 25, 21, 18, and 16 all in one year, that is impressive. I wonder if that's a Guinness Book of World Records. <laughs> it might be. Thing. I might have to reach out to him and see what happens. That's cool. So I have to ask. In your story, it it opens with this one little blurb about you grow grapes. So there's got to be some kind of significance to that because yes. it made it into the magazine, but no explanation. So is there a significance to you growing grapes? Oh, for sure. For sure. So, you know, you read the Bible and you hear a lot, especially in the New Testament, um, analogies about shepherding, right? Well, that's both in the Old and the New Testament. And also about uh, vine growing or vinifera, uh, grape growing, things of this nature. And so for me, I went and just got grape vines just to learn to understand these illustrations in the Bible more. So we have two types of table grapes. One is a red called an albors, and the other one is a green called an emerald. And so every year I typically go through and, and prune them. I'll ask for advice. I have to read things on it, trying to figure it out, 
um, when we had the snowmageddon here several years ago, um, I talked with one um, vine dresser about um, you know my vines and how they were doing. I said, I think both of mine came back. And he goes, you're lucky. He goes, most uh, vineyards lost about 80% of their vines. So it was just trying to learn this kind of thing, but a lot of it just really comes down to understanding some of these illustrations that are mentioned in the New Testament. And this year we had a great crop and um, uh, the best that we've ever had on them. So us too. So we've been in our home six and a half years, and it had three different kinds of grapes, and we never could figure out what happened to the Concords. Not that we were big Concords fans because they had the nasty little seeds in them. but you're right. That's when we lost our Concords was during Snowmageddon. But yeah. ours, are, I don't even know what they're called. They're beautiful rosé color, but they're seedless and they're so sweet. And we did. We had the best crop we've had in six and a half years. Nice. So, yeah. yeah. And seeing that my, my, my grandfather was on my dad's side. Uh, he was a shepherd and oh. raised um, sheep and goats. Oh, cool. So, and chickens and everything like that. So my normal uh, summer months or summers would, would be sent with him. And so I go over there and learn how to work with sheep and the goats. And so those illustrations kind of stick with me um, as I'm reading through scripture and things like that. And so this was just a way to just flesh out a little bit more of these illustrations. All sorts of scriptures are running through my head right now. <laughs> yeah. All sorts. Yeah. We could we could go a lot of different directions. 90, leaving the 99 for the one, separating the sheep from the goats, all, all of that sorts we've of done. things. Yes. All of that we've done. Oh my goodness! I had no idea. I should have. I should have researched it better. <laughs> no, you shouldn't have. You really shouldn't. <laughs> so you didn't. You didn't start out as an Army Reserve chaplain. Nope. Actually, you just got commissioned there two years ago. Correct. So that's that's pretty cool. You're a Boise Bible College alumni, and you have a Master of Divinity degree. Correct. Um, which intimidates me just a little bit. Just so you know, um, among other degrees. And so would you. Just how much would you like to elaborate on that? Because you have an extensive education. Yeah, you bet. So I grew up in a pastor's home and wanted to be a preacher like my dad when I was really young. So that kind of put my feet on the right path and stayed, lived my life clean and pure and moved through that direction. Went on to Boise Bible College, got a uh, bachelor's degree in biblical studies and studied Greek there. And I just really fell in love with the Bible and trying to understand a lot about it. So my uh, bachelor's of art in biblical studies then um, just kind of moved on into getting an MDiv in Old Testament. And a lot of that was because I noticed when I was going to Bible college, a lot of people were focusing on New Testament, Greek, um, music, uh, children's ministry, CE, Christian education, things like that. But not a lot of people um, focused in on this Old Testament archaeology. Yeah, they knew about it. Yeah, they could repeat it, but it was kind of like the focus. So I went, yeah, you know what? Maybe this is a way I can help out the church and just kind of learning and understanding this area a little bit better. So went over, um, jumped into Hebrew. Uh, I still read Hebrew today. I I enjoy it. That's impressive. And um, worked with an archaeologist as a grad assistant for a year and a half when I was going through that and went over to the Holy Lands and all that kind of stuff before I went into my seminary studies. And then came back and started working in churches. A lot of them were church plants and uh, all throughout the Northwest. And um, it was also during the same time when uh, we had all of our kids during this time. And, uh, you know, sometimes working in churches can be a little tough. And so for me, it was just kind of recognizing that and going, you know what, maybe this just isn't for me. So backed out and, and went into uh, real estate and did pretty well in real estate. 
but um, actually just wanted to move actually and transition into corporate real estate and did that for a bit and then moved back over into construction. But during this, in, in the construction industry, in the commercial construction industry. So during this time, though, I always stayed active in the church, always taught, um, had a Bible study going on. I still do that. I still have a Bible study today that meets once a week. And we just go through the Bible, learn it, have input, support, care, and things like this. And as I would tell some of the people my story, um, they would start to go, man, Nate, you, you really need to think about being an, a chaplain. And my, the first person that told me this was a, a friend of mine from Oregon. And it didn't even resonate with me like, yeah, whatever, right? And then when I moved back here to the Boise area, um, connected with the person through real estate, um, good friend of mine still to this day, and his comment was, um, no, I'm serious, Nate, you you really need to think about doing this. And um, God's, that, God's going, here's your sign. <laughs> yeah, really, really. And so I said, okay, um, let me do that. So I went through all the process for that on the military side and also on the endorsement side for the ecclesiastical endorsement. And then um, put in my application to work with one of the branches and they were like, well, we're just not really hiring right now. So they had a really high standard because they were already meeting their quotas or they just didn't need it. And so I went, okay, well now I'm over 40, so I'll just go ahead and pass. Well, I'm sharing this story, basically what I'm sharing right now with one of my Bible study, one a Bible study group that was meeting in my house. And um, one of the guys there works at the Gowan Field here locally. And he goes, oh, yeah, Nate, you seriously need to think about doing that. He goes, matter of fact, I'll pass your name on to the recruiter. And he goes, and I think they're actually doing waivers right now. They might be doing waivers or something. So I shook his hand. And right when he left the door, I, you know, closed it, went right to my computer and looked it up, Army Reserve Chaplain, and typed it in. And uh, lo and behold, they were given waivers. And I went ahead and I had my whole packet together. It was just getting requalified on it all. And and got the call on tax day 2019. Hey, congratulations, we're getting your paperwork going, but you've been accepted. And then took the oath um, on October 15th, 2019. And then just recently- Oh, so just two years ago. How incredible. Yeah. And then just here earlier this year, chaplains are a little bit different in the way that they they work when they get in. Most people get all their training up front and then go on. Chaplains, they'll, in the reserve side, they'll just attach you to a unit and then you'll get your training when they can fit you in. So I just finished up my training here uh, Are you talking like physical training? No, no, no. no. This is the military side and the training side. So you go through and you learn how to be a chaplain. What can a chaplain do? What can't a chaplain do? And what are are your your skill sets? What do we look for? What are... Um, what's your role within the battalion, the brigade, and how this looks, and what what is it going to look like in a deployed environment, and how should you move throughout, you know, on the military on the army side, you know, battlefield circulation and working in uh, forward operating bases, and what about operating environments, and all these kind of things. Well, here's what they're going to lean to you on, and things like this. So you learn how to do your job as a chaplain. Things we civilians would never think about. <laughs> so, so. Um, I just finished that up this year, and it was pretty pretty cool. Um, connected with just some fantastic, I mean, seriously, some fantastic people there. And uh, had a group that I ran around with up there, three other guys, and um, just wonderful. And our and our small group leader, a group that was over our platoon, was a major, and and he has just been so encouraging, so incredible, so much experience, so humble so courageous all to back all packaged together and it's 
it was probably one of the best experiences, if not the best experience I've ever had in my life. How cool is that? How cool is that? I love it. Yeah, thank you. Um, so you touched lightly. I, I loved it because you just glossed over it. Yeah, I was involved in church plants, and that's when we were having our kids. No stress. You didn't mention that you were involved in four church plants. I know Correct. people that, you know, struggled through one church plant, maybe two. Um, I have a, a fairly new friend that moved here and, and just started a church plant, had done one in another state got that one up and running and then felt God call him to go clear across the United States and come to Idaho and start one. And he's like, yeah, I, I don't think I want to do this for my, like my full-time thing, you know, cause it's very stressful, but you were doing that at the same time you were having a family and growing your family. Yes. Now, that tells, that talks volumes <laughs> about your character because that's broad shoulder stuff right Thank there. You. So now that you've gone through all this training and you've done it a couple of years, of course, my my next nosy question is: What's the best and the worst parts of being an army chap, an army reserve chaplain? Yeah, so I've only got the experiences here on stateside, right? And only two years in, and so um, my my views on or you know my experience level is a little bit different on this stuff. But of course, when you're learning and how to be one, you you hear experiences and things of that nature. A lot of the the best part about it is um, if you're relational and you care about people, um, this is a really just a great outlet for that. So uh, a lot of people, I mean, a chaplain is a safe person to talk to within the military. What's shared with them is confidential, mm-hmm. can't be can't be shared with anybody else. Matter of fact, if it does, um, uh, you can, the chaplain is the one that actually gets in trouble for things like that. So um, people sometimes just need good advice or need a place to dump and uh the chaplain is a safe spot for that. So being able to just walk through people and help people out with just normal issues that 18-year-olds to 25-year-olds seem to go through, right? So everything from the financial stresses to relational stresses to um, some of them have kids and a new family startup. Some of them have a kid and now they're they're divorced and so or not with the same partner anymore. And so you're trying to help them out with those kind of stresses, you know, job stresses. And so you really have a way to really speak into some people and help them out in a big way. And that's not just for that younger crew. There's, you know, higher enlisted that are there that yeah. have a lot of shouldering. I mean, they're the the, the NCO, senior NCOs are the backbone of the military. These guys are fantastic at their job, highly skilled, and they carry a, a significant weight too. And so yeah. to be able to come along them and just encourage them um, and to help them out or to just be a place where they can kind of talk, just it matters. Yeah. And nobody, nobody tells the, the officers, good job, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and right. And the same thing with the officer side, right there. They, I mean, they have a lot of weight to carry too, and, and a lot of responsibility. And so to be there as a, as a friend, so to speak, um, and to come in and just, Hey, how are you doing today, sir? And to be able to just, uh, have a conversation with them openly, candidly, um, or to just be there to say, you know, keep up the great work or whatever the case is that just goes a little bit of a weight and a weightier. And that's a good thing. That's yeah. a really good thing. Um, one of the things that they used, the term that they used for us in chaplain school is that they wanted us to be a force multiplier, a force multiplier. And they're like, so how do you do that when you're not carrying a weapon? Yeah. You know, well, what you do is you, you help them out on their, on their, uh, with encouragement, with care, with showing that you're willing to show up and be by them side by side. Um, a lot of the servant leadership stuff is very much a part of the way that a chaplain should operate. Yeah. 
That's cool. Um, something that just came to me, and, and we did try to kind of talk a little bit before so that I didn't surprise you with anything. But so, surprise. <laughs> surprise. I, my, this is how my brain works. You're totally fine. Um, I have good friends that will call that rabbit trailing. But so do chaplains um, develop rank? Do you, do you grow in rank? Like, yes. like anyone else in the military? Absolutely. So a lot of what, um, so let me step back and speak a little bit differently because I think that chaplaincy, military chaplaincy is a great path for people to get into um, even later in life. There's a lot of people that served, had prior service, did their four years, got out doing a civilian job. Maybe they, they're working in a church somewhere. Maybe they have um, you know, a bachelor's degree in something. And they just have this drive to say, I want to be able to help out. Um, chaplaincy is a great outlet for that. Um, a lot of chaplains are 35 years old and older. Um, I graduated with, my class was right around 100 people. And we have a photo of all of us who are 45 years old and older. It's about 20 of us just at 45 years and older. That's incredible. Um, the youngest guy was half my age, literally. And uh, he was one of the three guys that I hung around with right there a lot. Um, really great guy. And um, so there is an outlet for that. So if some people think, ah, oh, you know, I did ministry, I was involved, you know, maybe it's not for me anymore. No, no, no. I, I would encourage you to either reach out to me or reach out to a chaplain recruiter. They're specific and connect with them and start talking to them. What does it look like for me to, to get involved? Um, I can speak a little bit to that just um, in, in general. Yeah. on that is that as a, as a military chaplain, you have to qualify on two sides. One, you have to qualify with your religious denomination or your religious non-denomination. And then you have to call, qualify militarily. So um, in order to be a chaplain, you have to have an MDiv, which is uh, at least, I believe, uh, at least 72 hours or more within the field of stu uh, study. And then um, after that, then you have to qualify with uh, what's called an ecclesiastical endorser. And that's typically like every denomination has one of these for sure. And uh, you just go through and they just check, okay, so are you going to represent our faith well in the military? That's yeah. their biggest question that they have. So they'll take a look at where you got your schooling and your education. They'll take a look at how you've been serving. They'll do interviews with people that know you or write up. So come, they'll, they'll have you uh, bring in a video of you preaching or teaching or something like that is what they'll do. And just to see, okay, are you going to do well with this? And and things of that nature. And then once you get your ecclesiastical endorsement, now you're qualified to, to represent that faith stripe well. The military then turns around and says, well, are you going to be a good soldier? Are you going to be a good airman? Are you going to be a good sailor? going to be a good Marine, right? On these kind of things. And they qualify you on, okay, now you got to go to MEPS, which is checking you out physically for things and, and making sure that you're medically cleared for this stuff. And then they're going to Send you to, like I said, my training. Okay, can you do enough push-ups? Can you run? Are you are you are you are you going to be okay with all these physical demands that are going to be a part of part of it, right? Um, and they they and are you going to be able to do the tasks that we have in front of you here to to actually be a chaplain in this? And so um, those are the two ways you qualify. And once those two things are met, then you're you're a full chaplain in the military on that. And yes, and and to speak to the question about rank. Um, we do. As a matter of fact, uh, one of the interesting parts about chaplaincy when it was first getting started here in the in the military is that there was two initial thoughts, no rank or rank. And the way it just fell down was, yeah, they're going to be able to carry rank. So that's that. And I think it should be. But that's just my <clears throat> civilian two cents worth. 
<laughs> so that's that was really interesting because um, I have good friends that are part of the Idaho Chaplains Association, but that's not military chaplains. And so um, I just learned a whole lot. That was very intriguing. Thank you. Well, you're welcome. You're very welcome. So I'm, I'm actually, you know, I'm, I'm feeling bad because I'm feeling like I'm, I'm catching two birds with one stone here because October is Pastor Appreciation Month. Yes. So thank you for your service in that area, which I don't care if you're a pastor or a chaplain. That's that's a broad based thing to carry. But also we're coming up here in just a couple weeks on Veterans Day. And I, people get so confused between Memorial Day, Labor Day, and Veterans Day. So let's clarify a little bit about Veterans Day and why it's important that we pay honor to the veterans in our lives. Yeah, so Veterans honors those that you know have served and are, are veterans in that, right? Memorial Day is, is honoring those who have given the, paid the ultimate price, yep. right? That's the, the difference between those two on that. Labor Day has to do with uh, working side of things, right? So, hey, all of you who are laborers, get a day off on that side, right? So Veterans Day, yeah, it's coming up on November 11th. It's set on a date yep. every year. So um, that, I believe it's in two weeks from the, from the day that we're recording this right now. I think it's in two yep. weeks, so... Um, but, um, yeah, Veterans Day, I mean, I'm, I stand on the, on the shoulders of many veterans that have gone before me and have helped me get to where I'm at today. And I think it's just that recognition of, you know, we're, we're all greater than, um, together Mm -hmm. on this. And especially with the veterans that have, have given so much in the prime of their life to shoulder, um, the freedom of this nation and the world in some and sometimes or at some times um, just really matters and to be able to just say you know thank you and you know thank you for your service is fine and things like that nature but really just being that citizen that brings honor back to the country and to what they fought for probably is the best way to show thanks yeah. for what they've done yep you know i've seen a dramatic swing in my lifetime I'm a little older than you, not greatly, but a little older than you. Um, But my husband is a Vietnam vet. And the respect that is given to Vietnam vets today is far different than the respect that was given to them or none when they came home. Yeah, that was a tough time. And I think that because they're such a broad part of our population, um, that that has made a dramatic swing in the respect shown on Veterans Day. And I love that. And thank you for your service. My pleasure. Thanks for your support. So if our listeners would like to contact you for some reason, whether it's to learn more about Bible study or to learn more about becoming a, a chaplain, a military chaplain, how can they reach you? Well, I have a, my name's Nate Wheeler and um, I was lucky enough, how many years ago now? 15 years ago, uh, four, yeah, 15 years ago to pick up uh, my dom- my own domain name with that name. So my email address is really easy. It's nate at natewheeler.com. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, pretty simple. If you say you forget it, I, I'm not going to believe you just to let you know that. I, I, I won't trust you on that. And if you can't remember the spelling, it's on the front of the magazine. <laughs> so Nate, we are we are out of time, but um, we could we could do this a long time. Um, thank you so much for joining me today. This oh, has absolutely been a delight and I've learned thank so you. much. This does bring our time to an end for this week. Folks, you can read more of Nate's story. I promise this was not just a recap of what's in the magazine. There's more in the magazine. Pick up your copy today or read us online at christianlivingmag.com.
We invite you back next week when we will have another special guest for you, someone who will encourage you with hope and inspiration. Until next time, God bless. This has been Christian Living Spotlight, an extension of Christian Living Magazine, where it's our desire to deliver faith, hope, encouragement, and perhaps a new perspective about God's love to our listeners and readers as we showcase the hands and feet of Christ at work in our community and beyond. For more information on today's program, the magazine itself, or to subscribe, go to www.christianlivingmag.com or search Christian Living Magazine on Facebook for an uplifting start to each day. Christian Living Magazine is free to pick up in over 600 locations throughout the Treasure and Magic Valleys and in Central Idaho through McCall. Our mailing address is Christian Living Magazine, P.O. Box 867, Meridian, Idaho, 83680. Or you can email us at christianlivingmag at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we invite you to join us again next week.